we thank you for today. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And we give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And, Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed. Lord, we just want to hear from you. And we thank and praise you. Amen. And praise God. And, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. We bless you. Well, what do you say? That's what we're going to talk about today. What you say. Because words have creative power. When you say something, it creates something in the natural. So if you want something, say it. And we don't do that. Let me tell you why. Pride. Mm -hmm. Pride of life comes in there. Because we don't want nobody to know what we want because we're ashamed of what we want. So we try to keep it hidden, which I used to think was okay until I got to know God better. And he says that when he, see this is the thing, when you, when you declare something, you're declaring what he's already said. So why would you be ashamed of what God has already promised you? You see how that gets to be sticky in there? So in a sense, you're denying him because you're denying what he's promised you because you're ashamed to say it. And the devil is dirty because he gets most of us like that. Because we don't want anybody to know. See, we want people to think, I don't want that, or I used to want that, I don't, want, I don't need that. But we don't need a lot of things, but God wants us to have it, but he wants us to fight for it. And fighting is as simple as speaking. But the devil, then he's going to turn around and make it more difficult, make us think it's difficult. Well, you know, you got to have faith. Faith is, is a seed. And faith, we all have faith. And that's another thing. Uh, the devil used to make me think I didn't have faith. Or we know we have faith, but he'll make you think you don't have enough to get the job done. But this is what I have found out through serving God. We have enough. Why would God put something before you and you not have what it takes to bring it to pass? You can bring it to pass. God says, you have enough faith. He's given us the measure. And what the measure is is enough to get the job done. But see, what we need to do is we need to let grace help us because it sustains us. It enables us to get the job done. But see, we get mixed religion in there and a whole lot of nothing and a whole lot of supposedly Christians that's watching us and talking about, oh, yes, you'll never get that, and whatever they say. But I'm telling you, it's as simple as repeating what God has already said. Amen. All you're doing is repeating what he promised. So you're not coming up with this because if you were, we'd make things much easier. We believe for easy stuff. But we have to understand that God is allowing us to bring this thing forth through our faith, but we're not doing it. See, we, this is the other trap. We start to think it's us. It ain't us. It's, it's God's already promised it. So it's God's plan. 
is God's purpose. But what he wants us to do is believe it. That's it. Believe it. And we believe it. We show our belief or our faith in certain ways. The way you talk, the way you react, your conversation. If you'll never say nothing about it, that means you're avoiding it. Amen. Amen. But God wants us to have it. So it's like this. If God wants you to have it, then you need to want to. I, what I do is I just make my stuff. I say, okay, if he wants me to have it, it must be good for me. Yeah. Amen. 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 <laughs> but the devil is so tricky and he's such a backstabber that he'll try to use you because this is the only way you won't get what you want. Is he going to use you? So in other words, he has to get, the devil has to get permission to you for this thing to fail, for this mission to fail. He's got to use us, against us. And this is how he does it, through, through, uh, through pride and arrogance. I don't need that. It ain't for me. Or he'll get you to change and stop standing for whatever it is. You know, the, the doctors must be right. You know, he'll, he'll make these chips stacked against you look more powerful than what's for you. But if Jesus already died, look at it like this. He died for our sins. He died, for our, for, he died on the cross for us to be healed. He died for us to be changed because we're redeemed. If he's done all of this stuff, then it's already set in motion. All we got to do is believe it. And at that appointed time, because everything has a time for it. Because think about it like this. I'm ready now, but, or I'm ready, I was ready 10 years or 15 years ago, but think about it like this. Had it had come to pass, could you imagine what it would be like now? So you kind of see why God puts everything on a timetable. But it is, the, the miracle is for a set time. But being in the middle, the hellacious middle, is really you standing at the threshold of it. But, but you got to pull it into existence because it's already done. It's just like if, if it was an invisible curtain up here and you couldn't see. But on this side of the curtain is the blessing. And on this side, you are, but you can't see over there. That's just how it is. It's there already. So God's already done the work. He just wants us to learn how to bring it from the invisible over here to the visible. That's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. You know, your healing is there. It's already done. But you got to pull it into the visible, and this is how you do it with your mouth. As simple as your mouth. Because, see, the Bible does say having done all. So this is not the only thing you need to do, but we've done everything else. <laughs> so having done all, we don't know which of the all is going to push us over the receiving line. But God is saying in this hour, what are you saying? What do you say about your blessing? What do you say about your miracle? And if you're saying it, keep saying it. 
because we have to believe it and there's a, a certain i believe when you start to believe it and know it that's when you bring things into the natural realm amen so words have a creative power and somebody has to say something for this thing to come to pass amen things start to happen when you declare it so in other words saying or declaring gives life it gives life to your faith it's just like the works part of your faith it's the works part of your faith because faith without works is dead so if you declare it that's the works of your faith amen hallelujah so speaking and declaring brings life to the to your miracle speaking can cause things or cause the promise to show up in the natural so say it say so amen so let's go to psalm 107 verse 2 and it simply says let the redeemed of the lord say so are you redeemed in other words have you been purchased out of sin yes we have we've been redeemed from the hand of the enemy we've been redeemed from sin we've been redeemed from everything that held us all sin and the enemy's grip we're redeemed from all so if you're redeemed then it says say what god has already said declare what god has already said amen let's read number two again it says let the redeemed of the lord say so whom he has redeemed or purchased out of from the hand of the enemy amen from out of the hand of manipulation from out of the hand of witchcraft amen from out of the hand of the devil's clutches where you know the devil wants to to mess try to mess your mind up and he tries to do that by making it look like in the natural you're going nowhere i know i felt like i'm going nowhere amen hallelujah and so god is teaching us how to not allow the enemy to make us feel like we're going nowhere when we're gaining ground and we're gaining territory amen let the redeemed of the lord say it saying it breathes life on the promise when you say it you're breathing life on it i am healed in jesus name i am victorious in the name of jesus i am blessed in the name of jesus no foe can stand before me in jesus name you know the wiles of the enemy will fail against me in jesus name when you say it that breathes life to that thing genesis 3 3 let's go there genesis 3 3 hallelujah so when we speak we speak power we speak life something that's dead you can speak on it and it becomes living amen because this is what god did and after his son he he uh gave his only begotten son for us we became heirs amen so when you're an heir you what does the heir what is what is that when you're an heir you inherit 
you inherit everything that that person who is in um, a covenant with God, you, you receive everything that they have in him. So when you have a promise, you must speak it forth and breathe life to it. And this is why prophecy is so alive. I don't understand why people are always trying that when God don't tell you to do it. Because it's a dangerous thing. Because when you speak, you speak life on something. And false prophecy is a, is the, goes in the other direction. And so this is why people play around with prophecy. Oh, I thus say up the Lord. And they should watch what they say. I wouldn't want to speak, call myself speaking some prophecy over something unless I knew it was the Lord. You know, uh, prophetic people know the voice of God. And you don't false prophesy over every, anything because it's a dangerous thing. So in other words, the, re, the way you don't go in the wrong direction is you prophesy what is written only. Amen. What is written when you prophesy what's written, you can't go wrong. Amen. So Genesis 3, verse 3. Hallelujah. Let's see, where am I at here? Genesis 3, 3. And it says, but, uh-oh, is this where I want to go? But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, that's not where I go. That's not where I want to go. Genesis 3, 3. Oh, wait, I'm in 3, 3, 3. That's where I am, but that's not what I want. That's when she was told not to. I'm looking for, well, let's see, let's back up. It must be in 1-3. I'm going to try that anyway. Yeah, 1-3. And it says, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. But let's go back up. Let's go to verse 2. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. So... There was things was, was void. There was nothing but darkness. So there was nothing really for anybody to see or to attach or, or to concern us because there was nothing. But then when God started to speak, then there was something. So in other words, I'm trying to get you to see how out of nothing God speaks something. So in other words, your circumstances don't have to look like nothing. Amen. It can be void. It can be void. It doesn't have to look like nothing. Amen. But when you start to speak, you create something out of nothing. You can create it with your mouth. Just like God, everything was void. It was black. It was nothing. 
and he started to speak and then there was something and so this this shows us how crazy it is to be looking for signs and we all do it and the devil get us another again he hit us again but we have to keep these things first and foremost in our minds and in our hearts okay nobody's giving me hope but i can speak on that thing and hope comes amen hallelujah you can sit and dictate your own life and this is why god gives us a blank check and you can write it out however you want what your life end up is on you amen ain't nobody else's fault but yours because we can speak a thing and it will be so so you can speak life into your life into your situation you can speak and it will happen because of what you think so we have to think right we have to think right and when we talk wrong it's because we ain't thinking right amen and so you have to think right to talk right and it, and god said let there be light and there was light so nothing happened until god spoke it into existence nothing happens until god speaks and if he's already spoken you know by jesus stripes you are healed or whatever else he has said then it's gonna happen so this is a way that we can train ourselves to dream big amen to expect because look at it like this big dreams never give life until you say or you speak things into existence amen and this is why some people are so good in business because they know they just have that confidence that when they put their hand to something it's going to work amen it's going to work because of how they think and they expect goodness they expect things to work hope is good but nothing happens until you arrange it with your mouth so when you speak things into existence you're arranging it now what does that mean you're putting everything into place here's my this my husband there's my babies there's my you know my grandchildren there's the boyfriend and of my grandchild <laughs> and he ain't right we kicking him out and then you know you can speak things if you don't want that one kick him out he ain't right get rid of him keep him moving until the real show up and so this is how we have to live our lives because this god has given us this authority amen he's given us this authority amen now this is stuff we already know but sometimes things have to be put in its proper order and given at the right time so that we can use it and make it more useful for us so hope is good don't give up hope but nothing happens until you arrange it and you arrange things with your mouth that lady when she was giving her testimony she said uh, wait a minute i was thinking of something when i was reading something i thought about her when she was uh oh when she had had that last miscarriage and she said she was just she just didn't want to go any further 
and she said God spoke to her. And so she said, he said, give it one more push and use that last miscarriage as a seed. And she said she went back to speaking, you know, my children and my baby. And she said people was looking at her like, ain't you tired? But she said she did it because she got something like that light. I'm just saying that light bulb came on and she started to think. And she says, I'm going to speak life. And it happened. Amen. So she, oh, this is what I was going to say. She hung on to her hope. There's nothing wrong with hoping. In spite of bad, when things don't look good, it's okay to hope. And she said that's all they had. She said the hope was running. It was just her hope was almost gone. And she said for five years they were running on hope. But you see how hope is good to keep you hanging on. But she didn't really move into action until hope was almost lost. And God said give it one more push and that's when she her hope turned into she brought she brought something well her faith got action behind it faith without works is dead and she got some action to her faith and pushed her through amen so nothing is real until you speak life to it and this is why god told uh What's his name? The old dry bones. Ezekiel, the prophesied of them dry bones. He was saying, look, speak life. Because if somebody don't speak to them bones, they're not going to come together. Amen. Them old dry dead bones. Somebody has to speak life to them. Amen. And see, a lot of people think speaking life is stupid. But I, I, I said, uh-uh. I'm, I'm going to do this because this is biblical. And, and God, God did it. This is how the, everything you see in the natural, everything you see has been spoken forth. Everything you see was spoken forth. Everything in the natural was spoken forth. Amen. And so we have to do the same thing. We have to speak on a thing before it becomes. In other words, you're making arrangements. You're arranging things in the natural. Hallelujah. Uh, let's go to Psalm 33. You are arranging things. If you continue to let um, the devil work with you, then you won't. You won't get anything. You got to speak things forth. You have to speak it into existence. And you have to do all the other stuff <laughs> that you we do. Because we don't know what one thing that God is going to judge us on or what one, one thing that's going to push us through. Psalm 33, verse uh, 6. And it says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Okay? By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And all the host of them, by the breath of his mouth, he gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap. And he lay up the deep in storehouses. By the word, by his word. Amen. For he spoke it and it was done. 
Amen. In other words, he commanded it and it stood fast. It stood as a heap. A heap doesn't move. So when he spoke, it stood as a heap and it didn't bow to anything, any entity, any devil. It didn't bow. Amen. It stood fast. It stood hard and it didn't bow. Second Corinthians 4. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians four. Let's see. Verse six. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. It shines in our hearts. So let me read that again. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. All of that comes from what God has spoken. So all of these words, like a range and spoke, and the word, and thy mouth, and command it, and speak, and say, all of these words are creating things. Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11. Uh, verse 3. 11 verse 3. Nothing happens until it's spoken. Remember that. The scriptures are telling us that out of our mouths, that creative let works the same way it works with God. Amen. Nothing happens until it was spoken. So in verse 3, it says, By faith we understand that the words, the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. So we know that the world were framed. Amen. Now what does that word frame mean? It means to arrange or to set in order. Hallelujah. It means to equip, to adjust, to complete what is lacking. So with your word, you can declare and you can speak forth what's lacking in your life. To make fully ready. That's what arrange also means, to repair. Hallelujah. And to equip. So you can do all of these things with your mouth to your life. We can restore. Remember one of the, the meanings of frame was to arrange, to set in order, to equip, to adjust, to restore, to repair. So when you start to speak things, you can restore what's broken. Like a brother, a brother that's in trouble. 
Amen. When the devil attacks somebody, you can use your mouth to restore him or you can tear him down. Amen. You can uh, use your mouth for mending the brokenhearted. And this is why God allow us to do it. This is why God allow us to speak a thing forth. It's for your life, but it's also for others' lives too. Amen. To speak to um, or to mend a broken heart. This is really our faith in action. This is what our faith does. And that's why if you go to verse 1, it says now faith is. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And there's that hope, so don't lose hope. And it's the evidence of things not seen. So your faith is the evidence of what you can't see. So when the devil tells you you don't have faith, you tell him, no, my faith is the evidence. He'll say, well, where is it? Well, my faith is the evidence of what you can't see. Amen. Because it don't take faith to get what's already visible. So I must have faith because it's not visible yet. And at that set time, if I keep going in the right direction, I will see the salvation of God. Amen. You can overthrow the enemy with the same faith. Amen. Hallelujah. You can do anything with the same faith. Hallelujah. We can restore what's broken. Because your life is framed or arranged or set in order by what we believe and say. So in other words, your life is framed or arranged or set in order by what we believe and say. God, believe it. And see, this is the thing why I'm saying believe and say in the same sentence. Because if you don't believe it, you're not going to say it. Amen. You say what you believe. It's why sometimes when people say stuff, it jump out their mouth and say, I didn't mean that. You believe it. That's why you, it came out. Amen. So we do say whatever we mean. So if God has said it, we can surely believe it. She'll come to pass. So what we need to do is start trusting in what God has already said. You have to. How do I make myself do that? By talking about it. Saying it. If you, you can say it to yourself. You can just speak to yourself over and over. Go back to your foundational understanding. And start to speak it. Start to say it. Start to tell the devil that this is what you're going to say. And, it's, and he'll try to make, you know, I found out this is why he tried to make you feel so ridiculous. Because that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So if God has said it, we can surely believe it shall come to pass. Because his mouth has already created it. God has already created it. He's already created husbands and wives. He already created children. He already create, created a healing. And that's why we have to say it because it's been created already, so it's not impossible to get it. This is why our faith allows us to see whatever God has already declared. Your faith can see it before you get it. Your faith is supposed to see it before you get it. Amen? And this is, that's why it's called faith. 
because your faith have see faith have eyes. Your faith can see what you're supposed to get. Your faith see it all the time. Amen. Hallelujah. And if your faith can't see it, then you use your mouth to create it and make it plain so that it'll come to pass. It's going to come to pass anyway because God has already said it. And if you declare it and decree it, no man can stop it. Amen. The devil can't stop it. He can't stop what's going to happen. He can't stop what's going on. Amen. He likes to try to control and manipulate, but your, your mouth has power. And use it in the right way, and the devil can't do anything about it. He has to back up. Amen. And make him back up out of your situation. This is why our faith allows us to see. See, this is why you can see into the invisible realm. You see into that invisible realm. Although there's a curtain here blocking it, but you know what's on the other side. Amen. You may not know what it looks like. You may not <laughs> You may not like the hairdo, the mustache, but you know it's there. And your mouth can create it. Your mouth can bring it into existence. Amen. Now, if you don't want it, God ain't going to be mad at you. And ain't nobody going to be mad at you if you don't want it. Amen. Because there's always somebody next in line that wants to receive a miracle. Amen. Just ask that little girl. uh, What's his name's daughter? Jairus' daughter. She was waiting on a miracle, but the woman with the issue was waiting on one, too. (laughs) He was waiting on one, too. Amen. And so there's always somebody waiting on a miracle. Hallelujah. Let's go down to verse 11. 11, 11. It says, By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. So in other words, when God said when her plan B didn't work and she had to go right back to what God said. And when she went back to what God said, she had to receive it because that thing was alive. So she had to put her faith on it and she had to speak it forth because she knew it was true because she knew God wouldn't have kept them 20 years on the same thing and when she had the the false he said no you will have a natural son from you and and abraham she had to get on the bandwagon with it she had to amen so it says by faith sarah also restrained received strength and that's that that part in the middle that hellacious middle where she was where her strength was weighing thin And she almost couldn't take no more. And it says she received some strength to conceive a seed. And when she received strength, she just looked at it for what it was. It said, it must be true. And so I have to make what God say is true in every man a liar. Amen. Hallelujah. So she had to gain some strength to conceive the seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged God faithful who had promised she said he must not be lying to me amen because he's faithful therefore from one man and him as good as dead 
were born as many as the stars of the sky and the multitude innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Hallelujah. Praise God. No faith. You can take a promise with just what God, if you have no faith, which we all know we have some, the measure. But you can bring a, a, a promise into existence just going by what God has already said. Because if he's already said it, it's already done in the invisible realm. It's done. So you don't have to pray and ask God, are you going to do stuff? It's already, he already did it. Because he already spoke life and breathed breath on it. So it's already done. Amen? He's already done what he's got to do. And so all we have to do is believe what he says and receive it. And see, when we believe it, we'll speak it. When we speak it, it's going to be done. I mean, you'll see it come into the natural because it's done already. Hallelujah. So Sarah was able to see it before it happened because it had already been spoken. So these promises, when God's already said something and you just picking up what he's already said, it's already done. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. It's already done. How can it not come to pass? Because we don't speak it. We speak what we believe. Amen. We have, who is that said? We have spoken. I have spoken. Now I, believe, now I believe and now I have spoken. I don't know. I think that's in. The, right. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. And so when you believe something, you speak. Amen. And if you don't speak. I know one way of, of getting to believe it is say it anyway. <laughs> hey, say what everybody else is saying. Amen. Genesis, let's go back to Genesis for a minute. 17. Genesis 17. Verse 19. And it says here, then God said, no, Sarah, your wife, no, Sarah, says, your wife shall bear you a son. This was after the plan B. And you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. So we are Isaac's descendants. Amen. We're Abraham's descendants. Now, I believe there's something in this. And uh, verse 19 again. Well, let's, let's go to 18 so we all get a clear understanding. And Abraham said to God, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Now, he was begging and pleading for the false. And then God said, no, no to Ishmael, no to the false, no to the false husband, no. It says, Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, and that word means God, the name means God hears, I have heard you, so quit Throwing him up in my ears, I have heard you. And that's what his name, Ishmael, means. Behold, I have blessed him. 
and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly, which you know there's a whole nation of those. He shall beget twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. Now you know why those people are so strong. It says, but he don't have a covenant with them. Covenant is everything. You can't buy a covenant. A lot of people wish they could. You can't buy a covenant. Amen. And so this is my thinking. There's no way in thinking those people are your friends. They're not in covenant with you. If they're not covenant brothers and sisters, they ain't your friends. Amen. And so it says in 21, but my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this set time and year. Now y'all know why it had to come from Sarah and Abraham for the covenant to keep going. See, sometimes people think God is being mean when he don't allow you to go and do something else. He ain't being mean. We just don't understand what he's doing. Because Sarah did the the plan B and he said no. And so they said, well, dad, God is mean. But now he, this is why he explained it to him. He says, those cannot be my covenant children. The covenant has to come through a bloodline. Amen. A good preaching, Shirley. And so they, <laughs> I think so. And it could not come through some foreign woman. Could not come through her. He needs blood. If you don't have blood, you don't have a covenant. Amen. This is why he was unacceptable. Though God loved him. God says, look, I'm going to bless him. Look, they got all the oil. He said, I'm going to bless them. And I'm going to take care of them. He said, but no covenant will I give them. Because it's not. Can't do that. Not in this situation. Had to come through blood. Now, isn't it funny that Jesus shed his blood and we're a part of that covenant? You see why you have to get what God has promised? You have to get what God has promised you. You have to get it because it's coming through blood. We are blood-bought. Are y'all here? We're blood-bought. We're not false children. We're real children. We're the real deal. We're created in God's image, and we've been redeemed. When we were born into sin because of uh, Adam's weakness and, and Eve. But we're bought back. We've been purchased back with blood. And so we are in blood covenant with God. It has to work. There's no failure in the blood. No failure. Amen. There's no way you can fail. No way. Hallelujah. So this stuff has to work. And that's why all we had to do is know that it has to work and why it has to work. Because we got the blood. Amen. Praise God. Isaac shall establish, I shall establish my covenant with Isaac for an everlasting covenant with his descendants after him. And that's us. So because we are heirs, see, this is what makes us heirs and joint heirs. This is what makes us joint heirs with Christ because we're in this covenant line. And this is what makes us joint heirs. So in other words, when the devil starts telling you, God ain't going to heal you, well, why not? 
I'm a joint heir. I, I, I'm in the covenant with God. See, he has to. He has. Only reason why he don't is because we don't believe and we fight against it. But we know who we are. You have to know who you are. And when you know who you are, you know that you have every right to be healed, to be saved. Salvation is like that too. You have every right to be saved because you're in the bloodline. Even your children that ain't serving God, they're in the bloodline. Amen. And they will be saved. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because they are heirs and and we're joint heirs with Christ. So we're under the same covenant as Abraham. Psalm 91. Hallelujah. Psalm 91. Let's see. (laughs) Verse 2. Psalm 91 verse 2 says, I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. I will say, I will say, hallelujah, my God in him I will trust. Amen. And then verse 3 says, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Why? That means God will deliver us from destruction. He'll deliver us from the attacks of the enemy. And when the enemy come up against you like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Why? Because we speak. Now, let's go back to verse 2. I will say, that means I will speak of the Lord, that he is my refuge and my fortress. Or in other words, he is my shelter. So when you speak and say, he is my refuge and my fortress, then here comes verse 3 saying, surely he will deliver us from the snare of the fowler. Amen. He will deliver us from destruction. Why? Because we say. When you tell the devil, I am not afraid of you. Because God will fight my battles. And he will deliver me from the snare to follow. That's from destruction. When you say, you just breathe life on that situation. And it is so. It is so. It has to be that way. Because that's what God says. This is all God's plan. It's not the plan of man. Man is not this smart. Amen. But when you say, the Lord is my fortress. In him I will trust. He is my shield. My buckler. When you say it out of your mouth, that breathes life to your situation. Amen. And no devil in hell can stop that. Amen. It is so. You might as well say it is so. (laughs) Because it is. Amen. He protects us from uh, unseen dangers. Why? Because we are in covenant with him. And when we say... Or when you call for the Lord that is your shepherd and your healer and your, what you know, whatever he is to you. When you call for him and you call him what he is, your refuge, your wings, and your armor, your shield, your buckler. When you call him these things, he become that because he has to. Amen. He's your healer. When, when you need the healing, you say it. You are my healer. Hallelujah. 
You're my armor. You're my covering. Instead of, you see how cuckoo people are to me? Who's your covering? They're looking for a man. Who's your covering? But it says in this Bible, it says that Jesus, that God is your covering. That's what refuge is in verse 4. It says, he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. That means refuge, take cover. His truth shall be your shield and buckler, or your armor. Amen. Your shield and your buckler, your armor. When under his wings you shall take refuge, you cover. You are covered. You are covered in Jesus' name. You don't need man's covering on top of God's. That is the craziest thing. Amen. You don't need man's covering on top of God. God has already ordained and given us our instructions. And we need to just do them. And you don't need man watching over you to make sure that you do what God has ordained and anointed you to do. Who's your covering? Jesus is your covering. He's already covered you. He's already ordained you. He's already set you apart. He's already done everything that he needs to do. And he's already breathed life on your situation. Amen. All you need to do is believe it and say it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Not what you see, but trust what you know. And this is why you don't need to see it. You don't need to see it because you know it's coming. You know it's coming because you believe what's already been said. If God didn't ordain it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say it. He wouldn't promise it to you if he hadn't ordained it. Amen? He's already said so. Hallelujah. Verse 3. Did we do verse 3? Yeah, I think we did. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. That means the attacks. Amen. That come like the plague. It's, it's just, and from the perilous pestilence, that's the attacks that come like the plague. He shall cover you with his feathers. Amen. Verse 3, surely he shall deliver you from destruction or destructive traps. Amen. The snare of the fowler. Birds that attack. He will deliver you. He's already done it because he's already spoken it. See, we're reading it. It's already spoken because we're reading what's already written. If it's written, it's spoken. It's already done. All we need to do is speak it even if we don't believe it because nine times out of ten, we don't believe nothing we read. I mean, nothing that's in this word. But if you will say it. God will come for his word. See, that's why you can speak things into existence because God has to come and defend that word when you put it out there. He has to. Hallelujah. So he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the pestilence. And he will cover you with his feathers. So we can trust God to protect us from demonic attack amen because you got faith in it and you can speak it and put your word on it hallelujah god became whatever or he becomes or he became whatever he said we become whatever we say so 
let's see, where am I saying? We call him our refuge and our fortress. Now, we read that already. That's in verse 2 and 3. Because let me tell you what I'm saying. In verse 2, it says, I will say of the Lord. So you're calling him your fortress. This is why he is. That's what y'all hear. This is why he is. He is because that's what you call him. Amen. He is your fortress because he's been called that. If you're bold enough to speak it out, he'll will see it. Amen. Because it will be created. When you speak on things, they're created. What's in your heart will come out of your mouth. So get our hearts right. Amen. In other words, the Bible says to guard your heart with all diligence. That means guard what you let go in. Amen. Meditate on the word, Proverbs 4.20. Meditate on the word, not depart, let it depart from your eyes. And then keep it in the midst of your heart for their life. These words are life. When you speak life to yourself, you can speak life to your situation, life to your body, life to your health. When you speak life, according to Proverbs 4.20, health comes because the word of God is life. It's, whole, it's not nasty life. It's good, clean life. It's wholeness. Amen. It's a part of God's nature. And so when you speak God's nature on something, it is life. Hallelujah. And so it shall be. So get your heart right. Guard your heart with all diligence. And don't just believe it, but say so. If you believe it, you'll say. And declare it will come to pass. You know, tell Tell everybody, anybody that would listen, that you are expecting your miracle. And if you're doing it, that, which most of us are, keep doing it. Don't, don't wind down. Amen. Speak it up. Talk it up. And declare it will come to pass. Shake off the pride and say so. Talk about how big your God is. Amen. He's our, he's our way maker. He's our defender. He's our vindicator, our hope, our peace, our healer. And declare your victory and not defeat. Stop declaring defeat. Amen. Amen. This comes from on the inside. Your victory comes from on the inside of you. Amen. It don't come from anything in the natural. That's why you don't have to feel like nothing. You don't have to feel like it. You know what I'm saying? All you do is declare. You don't have to feel like declare. You don't have to feel victorious. All you have to do is know that you are and declare it. (laughs) When you know that you are, it's coming. Amen. Declare your victory and not defeat. Change your thinking according to Romans 12, 1. Amen. Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You renew your mind and make your mind think right. Stop listening to what the devil tell you all the time. You'll get victory in your life. That's how it works. Amen. You'll get some joy and some love in your life. I mean, you just that, that's just how it works. Amen. I'm just saying. It don't work no other way. Because if you, you don't feel like loving, if you don't, if you angry all the time. Amen. And so you have to declare your victory. 
Hallelujah. Don't clear defeat. Yeah, well, I, well I de- I'm defeated, but you don't declare it. You declare, God, you know what? I messed up, but I'm going to win this battle. I may have lost the battle, but not the war. So you get back in there, amen, and you get it done all over again. And this time, you go by what, what God has already said, amen. Change what you say. If you change what you say, you'll change what you see. If you change what you say, you'll change what you see. Bless you. So God gives life. Everything that he's spoken over concerning you has life. So why would we start saying, and we've all done it. I've done it so many times I hate to even think about it. But no more. I'm learning and I'm still learning. I say I have learned and I'm still learning. Amen. God gives life to dead things. Don't count it out because it ain't moving. Amen. If he can put people on life support, he can sure put our situations on life support. Amen. Let's go to Romans 4. This is the last scripture, I think. Romans 4. Romans 4, verse 18. Well, 17. Let's see. I think that's what I want. Okay, yes, 17. This is as it is written. And when you read stuff like that, you know you got it made. Because if it's already written, you'll win. Amen. Because you don't have to create anything. God's already created it for you, spoken on it. Amen. He's already spoken on it. It's already done. All you got to do is speak it and believe it. Amen. It's hard to believe sometimes, so just say it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. This is why testimonies are so good. True test. I ain't talking about test of lying. I'm talking about testimony. When you get a real testimony, this is why it saves. This is why it does its work. Because of... (coughs) Because it has everything in it that you need to believe. It encourages your unbelief. And verse 17 says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him who he believed. God who gives life to the dead. So in other words, he gives life to dead things and dead people. And cause those things which do not exist as though they did. Hallelujah. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed. So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. According to what was spoken. According to what was spoken. So in other words, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. He believed it because of one thing. Because it was already spoken by God. And when God already spoke it, he said, I'm putting my money on him. Amen. Because it was already spoken. Now if it's something that you're reaching out of the sky and you want it, 
and you you believe in for it you got to get that in the natural if it's not already been spoken by god you got to get that the best way you can and sometimes god will help you get some things that's not written but i don't know about i'm you know i don't know about that that's between you and god you know how sometimes you want things and you know you don't need it, but you want it anyway, and God allow you to have it. And you can't find nothing in the Bible. All that's in there is he will, he will supply your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Amen. But sometimes there's a, a thing where you have nothing to go on but what's already written, what's already been said. I will make you the father of many nations. And this is what he stood on, what was already spoken. So what has God spoken about you? You need to think about that. What's been spoken about you? We really need to think about it. What has God said about you? And what are you saying about what's been spoken? What are you saying about what God said about you? Amen. God gives life to dead things and call those things that be not as though they exist. He calls those things that be not as though they exist. Who contrary to hope, in hope believe. He found hope in what he never saw because he started to realize that whatever was spoken will come to pass. Whatever has already been spoken will come to pass. If God said it, it'll come to pass. Amen. If it's already been spoken, it'll come to pass. If he's already said it, you'll see it. All you got to do is breathe life on it. How do you breathe life on it by speaking over it and declare that by Jesus stripes I am healed? Or, you know, a man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So all I need is him. Amen. Or marriage is honorable before all men. And therefore I know I will get a help meet. Amen. All you got to do is speak it, speak life on it. So God will always show you what is for you by what's been spoken. If it ain't spoken, you will get a new Cadillac. Then don't, you know, don't, I'm just saying. But if he's spoken that, you, it will happen. Y'all understand? God will supply your needs. Well, God, can it be a caddy? He'll do, he'll do stuff like that. He will. He'll let you have some of the things you want. But but get the major things. Get the things that are life. The things that are, I put it like this, the things that are harder to get. Because stuff is easy to get. But get the, the choose the better things. I'll put it like that. Choose the better things. Life that you may live. Health. Amen. Just, just desire prosperity all the way around and let whatever comes with it come amen hallelujah god is already written if you can find a scripture in this bible 
to support what you need, go for it. Start speaking life over it. I know most of us already do that, so keep speaking. Amen. Amen. Keep speaking. He became the father of many nations according to what was already spoken. You don't just start speaking stuff out of your head. It must already have been spoken by God. And when it's already spoken by God, you latch on to that. Prophesy over these dry bones. So now you know you can prophesy over the dead. You can prophesy over dead situations and bring them back to life because it's already written. Amen. It is already written. Hallelujah. Plant the seed. Plant that seed. Amen. When you when you proclaim what's already written, it's like planting a seed, and the seed will dominate the soil. Amen. It's like that seed will run the show, and the seed will bring forth whatever it is that you need. Amen. It's just like I was I was just um, a couple days ago. God gave me a vision of a seed, and it was underneath the the um you know wait let me let me show you something i'm just gonna do a little now this ain't a real tree we know but this is a tree you can receive it or not i don't care (laughs) okay i know most of you will okay now imagine this being a seed in the soil and you know how how um, roots are in a tree, and they are all over the ground. So imagine this being a real tree that you planted, and the roots are running everywhere, all over here, and you know, all the roots run everywhere. And so, what you want is you want what this tree will provide. Just say it's a living tree. And so you want the lemons that's going to drop off of here. So do you know you can go and speak to the roots that's all under the ground? Even before nothing. You don't see lemons on this tree. You don't see nothing. You just see leaves. You know the tree is alive because leaves are there. But you can command how much you receive from this tree, how many lemons. Amen. Because you can dictate that soil how much soil is going to produce you can do that amen <laughs> you can do that and then you look up and you see the next day or day however long it takes and you see this tree covered with 200 lemons when it's only supposed to put out about 50 but you can speak to the roots because that seed has dominion over the roots and you can speak and tell this tree how, because you planted the seed. So your seed has dominance over the soil so that that soil must release what you say release. Amen? Hallelujah. And so you can always speak to your seed and tell it what to do because your seed has dominance over the soil. So you can make it produce what you want to by speaking. Speaking. Speaking, you always must speak forth what you want to see happen. 
If you want 200 lemons off of this one bush, you can get it. You can speak to it. Amen. Hallelujah. So the seed has dominance. Once you have a seed, you can speak to that seed and it will obey you. It will tell you. You can tell it. You don't sit up and wait to see how much. This is one thing I, I, I saw Pastor Barb doing. You know, she had them little tomato plants all. And I was looking at them one day. I'm like, oh, boy, look at all those. It was like five pails. But she got so many things. Even when it got cold, it was still producing. Bridget had one uh, one, one bush, right, tomato bush in, on her porch. And that thing put out so many. It, it, it got cold. And it was still putting out tomatoes because the seed dominate the soil. She only had that one bush. She don't have no room for nowhere else because she hadn't had her her, uh, yard put in yet. So she didn't have any any soil except in this bucket. And it was up on her little thing. And so she commanded it. You know, she was expecting it to keep putting out. It kept putting out until it got cold. And it just put out, put out, put out. Every time we went over there, she had fresh, and her her, uh, peppers too. And we started freezing them. One, how many pepper bushes? How many? Two. Uh Two pepper bushes and one big tomato bush, but it put out all summer. Amen. When most people dig up in their yard and they have rows, two or three rows, she got it from one bush because it will keep producing what? you want it to produce it just has to because that's that's how seed time and harvest is it must bring forth what you want it to bring forth sometimes if you look at this thing stuff you already know but if you look at it in a different light and see what god is trying to show you you can turn around and and make good on it when you didn't all this this time and you wonder what happened why (laughs) But you know why? Because it's time. When it's time, God will give you a different whatever. He'll give, you, he'll give you a different understanding of something. And so I always now look at, at things and acquiring what I need as a seed song. So I sowed seed in the offering and I sowed works toward people and sometimes you don't get it back from them and i had to learn that quit looking for it it ain't coming but i can command my seed that i sowed into somebody else to germinate and bring me what i need amen and and that happened for me amen and so you have to do what you have to do and it's so good. I, I needed somebody to do my yard because, you know, we had that one guy, but I had I lost his number and whatever. But I looked out the, the window, and it had snowed again, and there was somebody plowing my yard. And that's what I needed. And, I, and the Lord said, your seed will dominate. And then uh, Bridget said, did somebody come plow your yard? I said, yeah. She said, oh, yeah, that's a friend of ours. I said, hey. <laughs> But your seed, whatever you give out, don't worry about it. You just keep doing good. Keep doing good. Because God will make sure your need get met. And I don't have to pay. <laughs> I don't have to pay. 
because he he did it, you know. And so I was, I said, yeah, I think he plowed my yard. I ain't sure. <laughs> but God just takes care of things. Amen. He considered not. And this is the last thing in verse 19. Let's see, where is 19? Okay, it says, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead. See, his body was dead since he was about 100 years old in the deadness of Sarah's womb. So it just gets to a place where you just have to not consider things. Don't consider what it looked like. Don't consider how you feel. Did you think Sarah felt like having a baby at 90? Uh, I don't feel like having one, and I'm not that old. You know, I didn't feel like having one 25 years ago. So could you imagine how she felt? It says in verse 20, but he did not waver at the promises or stagger at the promises of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded. See, we have to be fully persuaded. It takes time sometimes. It does. It takes time sometimes. Fully, especially when your natural realm ain't looking real good. It takes time, you know, to get some things out of your system and get some things in. So it says, and be fully persuaded or fully convinced. That what he had promised, he was also able to perform. So whatever he promised, or whatever he said, or whatever he prophesied, this is God. Whatever he's spoken, he can fully bring it to pass. Amen? And that's that. And that has to be the last word. Because if we go back and look at, consider some other things, it'll make us not believe and so you have to come to a conclusion where i'm tired i'm tired of going around and i want to sing the end so if i have to start speaking this thing and speak life to something that i thought was dead or speak life to something that doesn't seem to move then i'm going to do that amen and so start speaking life if you're doing it which we do it from time to time but we need to be consistent be consistent with our prophet, because that's prophesying. Amen. Remember when Barb uh, had that pro- that prophecy at, at Rejoice Detroit that God was going to bring forth um, a word of correction, and He's going to call people, and and what what was that? He was going to. Okay, thank. He was going to call people to speak the word for Him. He's going to call people to prophesy. What was that? Didn't we talk about that not long ago? He was going to call people to, to, to prophesy. He was going to raise up voices. Raise up voices. That's me and you. Going to raise up voices. Amen. And so we have to learn to speak it out. I don't want to speak it out, but I'm going to more. Because, see, when, when God gives you a timely message and you say oh i i we already know that but it's never the same because it's time for certain things and now is the time to prophesy more because god says he's raising up voices and so you speak whenever and if somebody comes in your presence 
that has the same situation you you speak there's that's the time to speak it forth amen don't let the devil shut you down keep speaking and like bland barnabas cry all the louder <laughs> amen <laughs> cry all the louder. talk all the more amen so father we thank you and we praise you for your word we lift you up lord god and we already spoken it <laughs> 